Hello, this is P. Andrew Sandlin, founder and president of the Center for Cultural Leadership. The late Christian apologist Francis Schaeffer adopted a powerful metaphor to describe man's dilemma in the modern world. He called it the upper and lower story. That metaphor described man's new two-tiered approach to reality. The nature-grace distinction in the uh, medieval world and then the rationalism of the Renaissance and the Enlightenment created the upper and lower stories and man can't seem to conceive of life in any other way. First, there's the lower story. That's the realm of the physical world, the tactile world. It's the world of reason, the world of logic, the world of science. It's the world of our five senses. It's the world that the materialists would call the real world. But of course, the vast majority of people can't live as pure materialists, no matter what they may say. There has to be some higher reality. There has to be a transcendent order of some kind to give meaning to the physical world. Well, that world is what Schaefer would refer to as the upper story. The problem, according to Schaefer, is that for modern man, these upper and lower stories had to be segregated sharply from one another. There was the 18th century Enlightenment, which really stressed the lower story. The universal power of man's reason, or of man's experience, or of both. In fact, the greatest Enlightenment thinker of all, Immanuel Kant, specifically laid the groundwork for this upper and lower story thinking. If you've studied Kant at all, you may recall that he spoke of the noumenal and the phenomenal realms. The noumenal is the upper story, and the phenomenal would be the lower story. As time went on, science and philosophy relentlessly expanded the lower story. The only thing that is real or important can be verified by the census. Science was giving us spectacular technological advances, great cures in medicine and air travel, and harnessing electricity and the Industrial Revolution. All of these were the result of man's unaided logic and reasoning as it interacted with the real world, the lower story. If you wanted to believe in God, if you wanted to believe in his revelation, if you wanted to believe in a natural law, if you wanted to believe in prayer or communion with God, if you wanted to believe in a design for the universe, well, that was a different view of reality. You could believe it if you want, but to do so you would have to leap into the upper story. Of course, this view also coincided with 19th century Darwinism. There's no divine design. There's only tooth and claw nature. But today I want to stress just one aspect of this two-tiered kind of thinking, and that is its implications for religion or the church. In the 19th and 20th centuries, modern man struck what we might call a cognitive bargain. If Christians will just stay out of the lower story, we'll allow them freedom to live in the upper story. To be more specific, if Christians just quit talking about God and the Bible as they relate to science or economics or education or politics or music or architecture or medicine or the arts, 
It'll be fine if they spend time in prayer or reading their Bibles privately or thinking pious spiritual thoughts or at most going to church on Sunday. This is all on the upper story. But they should leave the lower story to us, secularists, humanists, non-Christians. And even devout Christians who were involved in the lower story are permitted to do so as long as they don't bring their Christianity into the lower story. That's all for the upper story. I have just described to you the main explanation for why today we live in such a Western culture that's radically secularized. God and his revelation, the Bible, have been shuttled upstairs into the upper story, and they're required to stay there. If you want to know why a vast majority of even reasonable people, including many Christians, would be horrified of basing economics or medicine or music or education or politics on the moral law of God and the Bible, it's because they've been suckled on this upper-lower-story divide. Among devout Christians, those holding very strongly to the nature-grace distinction tend to reflect this divide. So do those who hold to so-called two-kingdom theology. The kingdom of the church is governed by the Bible, but the kingdom of the state is governed by so-called natural law. But friends, the Bible never speaks of this division. Moses, Isaiah, Jesus, Paul, Peter, none of them ever spoke about or implied such a division. They recognized that the true God and his Messiah reflect lordship over all the created order and of all of culture. They recognized that the gospel of Jesus Christ and the moral law of God should govern all areas of life and thought. Creating an upper and lower story is to remove God from huge aspects of modern life and to remove God from any area of life is to invite judgment, decay, and eventually destruction. The goal of us devout Christians is to remove the distinction between the upper and lower story and to reassert the Lordship of Jesus Christ in all areas of life. This is P. Andrew Sandlin for the Center for Culture Leadership, ChristianCulture.com.